Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every Premier League match week, the Champions League and the Europa League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and with this being the international break, we wanted to create a couple special episodes to celebrate Women's History Month. That's right, Musty. We're going to hear from two very impressive women in Premier League referee Sean Massey-Ellis and Leeds United defender Olivia Smart. In just a little bit... Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Goal for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. But first, I think it's important we take some time to celebrate the inspirational women that are in our lives, mate. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, from my side of things, Rob, I think it's kind of pretty obvious, really. But but the inspirational women in my life, um, and I've been so now for many, many years, of course, my mother and my wife. And, and why they're an inspiration is that both of them, uh, I've witnessed go through really difficult periods, mate, really difficult periods in life with family stuff and illness stuff. And the way that both of them came through really in a strong manner is just inspirational. I always say it to my wife, Caroline, like, yeah, you know, the women are the, are, the, are the greatest sex. They just absolutely yeah. are. The stuff that they handle and what my wife's had to handle recently as well um is defining and and inspirational and i think you know other kind of you know i look back rob and i moved to america in 2006 and women's football in the uk was nothing there was nothing there so in terms of inspiration from women in the uk to 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 start a league and now there's a thriving uh, league where all the clubs are embracing it. I, I think that's pretty inspirational as well in the country that we we grew up in, of course, and we we had a we had our football careers, but there was there was so little women's football, and the way that that's moved on, maybe with some, you know, from watching what happens in the US with the way they've developed yeah. girls and women's soccer over a period of time through college and through the professional game, maybe that's helped. But that for me as well, you know, I've been gone now. What's that like? Nearly fourteen, fifteen years. That I think is a real special achievement by the women in the UK. 
it's interesting you, you talk about women, Rob, and you talk about the strength. And, and it's it, it's funny, in, in a male world, in our football, the strength is like, you know, how many muscles you've got and how mm. well you tackle. Strength of personality, strength of character um, is, is so important, as you say. Um, you know, these women around us. You know, I, I wanted to pick out my, the inspirational women um, that sort of mean something to me. And, and, and it's interesting because, obviously, my mother would, would be part of that. Um, but I'm actually going to go for my three sisters who I grew up with in a home with, with, mm. with, with, with four siblings. My brother left home very early, and I kind of grew up with, with my three sisters at home. And three young girls of colour uh, who've grown up to be kind of quite inspirational people, I believe. And they were mm. the first sort of people in, in our family to go to college, to get the degree, to get their education. They've all worked in, in, you know, either for themselves, their own businesses, or in corporate sort of UK as it was. They've all moved abroad at times, learned different languages, all strangely all found their way into teaching, which I think is 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 a kind of special person who, who teaches, mm. who cares, who has a personality. Um, and who's made a mark? I think it's easy often to, to think of inspirational people and, and you cast your net with famous people or people who've made, you know, done big things. And sometimes right under your nose, these people there mm. who We've done something, and and uh, yeah, I, I just like I said, my three sisters have been inspirational mm. for me growing up um, mm. as a young child in, in the UK, and um, yeah, just it's just nice to recognise them in, in this very special month. Yeah, very very well said, my friend. And and speaking of inspirational women, let's now listen to Premier League referee Sean Massey Ellis, and she shares her important views on the challenges women in football face today. of the perception that we don't know what we're doing because it's it's always been there it's always been women don't know the offside rule women don't know what football's about so they're not shouldn't be involved in it um, and for me I've come through exactly the same pathway and exactly the same tests and challenges as male referees and I think that's the stereotype really that I would want to challenge that we are good enough to be there if we're there. We're not there as a tick box. And we have a female assistant referee today. The first time that Sean Massey has run the line in a Premier League match. I think the more girls we get involved in football, the more other girls feel like they can be involved and that sport is for all. I'm a real big believer from my PE teacher background as well that sport gives much more than just a physical aspect. It gives that mental stability. I'd say fitness is always a challenge for me because to keep up with the players on the pitch, I have to be on top of my game because they already have a head start on you. As an assistant referee, you're going from a sideways position when they're already running. You've got to be stationary with, effectively with the last defender. So if the last defenders are pushing out and you've got an attacker that's sprinting forwards, they're already 10 metres ahead. But also coming back from having a baby was really difficult. So the doctors told me that I wouldn't be able to come back to referee and they told me that I wouldn't be able to do any fitness work again. So obviously that's a big part of my career. Um, so coming back from having my daughter was probably the biggest moment in my life where I actually thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have lost my career. I had lots of support from the FA Pijamwell who, you know, gave me every possible person to go to that I needed to, to support me and then give me the opportunity to come back step by step. I went kind of back through the leagues again and that's what I definitely needed, that support. I want to be able to support other referees coming through. I always say that 
Once I finish my career, I want to be making sure that we've got the next generation of referees and sportswomen coming through. I think it's really important that we create that atmosphere, that they feel safe in an environment that they feel safe in. When I said, can I be a referee? That shouldn't be a question that any other female has to ask anymore. What a great interview that was, mate. Sean Massey Ellis. Um... I don't think I could be more impressed with somebody in the game, Rob, than I'm with Sean. And she does, a, she does a fantastic job every week. And, and why shouldn't she, I suppose, would, would be the question. But the way she talks, the depth, the, 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 mm. the way she wants to pave the way for other women to, yeah. to be part of this game is fascinating. And do you know what? There should be a role for her. You know, like the, the PGMOL. Whenever she she decides to hang up a flag, and I I love to see her as a centre ref, you yeah, know, I think that's the next step for her. But whenever she decides it's time, she should be part of developing this game. She's got love and a drive, and carries herself in such a way that she she could be inspirational for for generations of, of women. So so important, Rob, when she talks about you know I, I we do the same training. I've done the same stuff. I learn the same stuff. The fitness and keeping up with male players is the biggest challenge. We see a week in week out, Rob, and we kind of laugh about it because she never makes a mistake. She never makes a mistake. So inspirational. She is human VAR, and she spoke. I could you know when you hear her speak like that because she never you never hear her say a word and not hint at saying a word. So that was a brilliant, brilliant interview with her. And you're absolutely right. That that's true inspiration right there. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Great insight from Sean Massialis. Another impressive young woman we want to hear from now is Leeds United defender Olivia Smart. Not only is she a professional footballer, but she's also a nurse helping vaccinate patients at Ellen Road. Let's listen to her incredible story in this conversation she recently had with our very own Rebecca Lowe. Olivia, welcome to NBC Sports. Thank you so much for joining us. This being Women's History Month, International Women's Day, We want to know about you. I know your story. Can you tell America your story right now? So um, I play for Leeds United. I'm Olivia Smart. I'm from Leeds, born and bred. Um, Couldn't support another club, couldn't play for another club. Um, Professionally as a job, I'm a nurse um, working in the NHS at the minute. And um, a lot of the story that I've told through um, my professional aspect of of working in the NHS has been obviously surrounding um, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, 
Leeds United, obviously, as you may or may not know, have welcomed in the NHS um, to the club and allowed out, allowed them to open a, a vaccination centre, which I was lucky enough to be able to work in um, and vaccinate um, the, the first person that was vaccinated in the centre. Um, and yes, yeah, so for me, it like brought everything home, um, like professionally and personally, um, that all fit in for me and, and, and Leeds United like as a club is, is massively important to me. Um, and what they've done for me as a person, personally, what they've done for me as a professional um, and what and currently what they're doing for the city of Leeds is, is just huge. Um, and, and I think you can probably appreciate that Leeds as a football club has made massive strides this season. You know, playing football um, on, on and off the pitch is really important for me. But to be able to watch the boys play some excellent football this season has just been just a bit outstanding. I've um, I've grown up watching football in Leeds, and sometimes we've gone through some some tough times, and it's been a bit difficult to watch. Um, but everyone in the city of Leeds has stayed by it and um, embraced the club as a as a family. And like the city of Leeds is, um, we we've got behind one another, and and look, we deserve to be where we are as as a club as well. So um, that's just a bit about me and who I am, and and why Leeds is such a big thing for me. Well. Olivia, Leeds United has many fans across the United States, both who are Leeds fans and also just football fans, because as you say, some of the football they play and the progress and the steps that they've made, considering 15, 16 years ago where they were, um, is, is pretty amazing. So they've definitely garnered new fans across the United States, and I'm sure you will too. Let's talk about the balance of being a, a women's footballer for Leeds United and being a nurse. Can you give us the detail? How I mean, women in the world juggle a lot that's what we do how do you juggle those two roles time-wise effort-wise you have time for anything else well I don't spend a lot of time at home that's for sure and I'm, I'm usually pretty late for dinner which is is never a good thing but um yeah I, I think I think if you want to make something work you can make it work um and I've done I've been lucky enough to just have that in my mindset um for so long and I did a little chat last night with some of the younger generations of Leeds United's academy and some of the younger girls in the, in in our club. And the massive thing for me is just resilience. Um, I think if you want to make it work, if you want to balance that work life balance, that uh, and for football, football for me is a passion. Um, so I, I wanted to to carry that on in my in my uh, life. So I think you know agreeing uh, with coaches that I might not be there sometimes but making sure that I've got to put some extra work in off the pitch is just something that I accept it's something that I, I have to deal with but um, if you want to make it work you can make it work um, luckily I've got a really nice boss who just allows me some time out to go and play football and a, and a coach that doesn't shout at me too much so I'm, I'm lucky. But I'm sure over the past year with the coronavirus, COVID-19 and all the things you've had to deal with, it's been even harder. Can you just let us in a little bit as to the pressures on your shoulders, really, as a nurse in the NHS system? Yes, obviously, as you can imagine, it's like coming up to 12 months now since um, we all, all are, as a team at work had a discussion about what the next few weeks, as we thought, would look like as a, as a team in the hospital and yeah, it's um, it it was a massive challenge for me personally. I think, um, but I think professionally, we just stepped into our uniform and we just all dealt with the situation um, as it came at us. And I think that's a massive um, it's a massive 
aspect of who the NHS is. Um, you know, we just, can you work a day shift or a night shift or a weekend? Can you stay late? Can you come in early? Like all of those questions didn't need to be asked anymore. They were just accepted. Um, and I think in a time like that, I think anyone in a professional environment would do that. And anyone that could help was doing that anyway. So um, I just think everyone's embraced it. We've, we've sucked it up a good bit all, bit of uh, Yorkshire brute and got on with it. And, and that, that's really nice. Um, it's something that I don't think I'll ever forget as a person. Um, those moments where we, we changed um, theatres into ICU bays and the times where we're changing wards into you know, beds for different patients that, that weren't usually on those kinds of wards. And it was an intense environment, but that, that period of time has passed by for me really quickly as well. Um, and I think it's something that I'll reflect on for quite a long time, um, just because it, it was obviously, as you can probably imagine, pretty crazy. Absolutely. And now, fingers crossed with the vaccine, there is light at the end of, of the tunnel, Olivia. And you talked about administering the first vaccine at Ellen Road. I'm assuming as a nurse you've given vaccines before, but I'm sure there's many people you've had to train up as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the vaccine programme, which is going so well in the United Kingdom? Yeah, it is. It's, going, it's, it's, it's one of the things we've got very right, actually, and um, I think it's that's a testament to the NHS, actually, of how far they've come, and we don't get everything right, but we've, we've got this programme right, and, and particularly in Yorkshire, we've done very well at vaccinating um, a lot of the population, and yeah, it's it's um, it was nice to be able to vaccinate the first person at Ellen Road. It was it was really nice. It was a privilege for me. You know, vaccinating people is a privilege. There are, there are so many people that are overwhelmed in that moment, and they want to embrace you, and we can't embrace. And they just they're so thankful. Um, a, a lot of people are brought to tears in that moment, and and for for a, a while it was very emotional for me. You know, them for them first few people that I saw I, I didn't really know how to handle it um, and I just thought well I'm just doing my job but but for those people they, they've been inside for, for almost 12 months or, or nine months or 10 months whatever it was for them and and they've not seen anyone else outside of their family but me um, so for me it was lovely you know people getting dressed up and and <laughs> ladies with the makeup on and the earrings in and 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 old men with the the hats and the ties and the, you know it was it was lovely to see that they were making such an effort for that for that moment but it just I think it emphasizes how important it is um, for the older generation but I think now particularly for everybody um that this program goes well and like it is is doing it's quite a story Olivia born and bred in Leeds all your family are there I know you have a ton of friends there you play for Leeds United the city of Leeds is a one club city you vaccinate in a worldwide pandemic the first person at Ellen Road the club the stadium where you play your football where you watch and have watched for years the team that you love you, I mean, that must be something so special to you, that entire story right there. And it's not over yet because, you know, you're still playing for Leeds, you're still watching Leeds and fingers crossed there'll be fewer vaccinations in the future. But what, what, a, what a fairy tale almost. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I thought about it when they first said, oh, will you come down and vaccinate someone at Ellen Road? I was like, yeah, that's fine. And they were like, we want you there really early. And I was like, oh. God, like really early, like why? And 
they'd said, oh, it's going to be the first member of the public. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Like, because up until then, we'd only vaccinated staff really. And, and they were at another centre in Leeds, which which is um, part of the hospital where I, I work at. Um, so it, it was bizarre for me in the moment. And a lot of my friends and family were, <laughs> were just found it humorous, to be honest, um, that they picked me, you know, like why me? And um, but yeah, for me, it brought everything together. You know, that's that's like my personal life and my, my professional life all came together. And there are not many moments that that happens for many people. Um, but for me, it was a massive privilege. And it just emphasizes who Leeds United are as a club. You know, there aren't many clubs that would probably think about the women's team or the, or the individuals that are, are involved in it. And Leeds did you know they were straight on the phone and can can you come down and, and make sure that you're involved in this and I was like yeah absolutely well Olivia you know Women's History Month is all about celebrating the achievements of women and it wasn't that long ago that women didn't have jobs and didn't work and it certainly wasn't that long ago that they didn't play football and here's somebody doing both making history absolutely and in this month as well so Listen, Olivia, thank you so much for joining us and we wish you and your career both ways and of course your fandom of Meet United all the very best. Thank you so much for joining us on NBC. No, thank you very much for having me. Gosh, Mr Musto, Olivia Smart. I didn't think there was a more impressive person at Leeds United than Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> Olivia Smart, don't tell you, wow, I mean... To be a player, Rob, and to also be working as a nurse in the NHS, vaccinating people at Ellen Road. She was the first person to, to, to vaccinate uh, people there and talked about what it means to the general public to have the vaccination. For some people, it was you know seen as basically saving their lives. Wow. I mean, that is, that is some inspirational uh, young lady there, Olivia Smart. I mean, she she had me at her accent. I mean, she leads leads through and through, and uh, you know the, the passion that she shows for her club and saying that she wouldn't play anywhere else, she couldn't support anybody else. I mean, that that's pretty remarkable, and 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 the the joy that she got Rob from doing those vaccinations within her football club. So, um, I, you know what? Isn't it great to listen to to people that you might not listen to and do these interviews for us because of this uh, this month that we're celebrating women. I thought she was fantastic, spoke really, really well uh, and a lovely, lovely interview. Yeah, fantastic stuff. So that does it for this special edition of the Two Robbies podcast. Don't forget to check out our previous episodes recapping the latest Premier League and Champions League results. You can subscribe and listen to the Two Robbies podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. <laughs>